Good morning on this July 13th, 2023 edition of Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. What a day the Lord has made. What a glorious day it is to be alive in the kingdom of God, serving such a wonderful king. He's the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley from the stem of Jesse. He is the Mighty One of Israel. I love Jesus, love to serve Jesus. It's all about Jesus and all for Jesus. And we're just excited to be with you guys this two hours to celebrate Jesus with you all. And so it's the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is a day that we're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. It's Tuesday morning. That means that Brother Greg Carwell's in the house with me. Brother Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, Brother Aaron, but it is Thursday, not Tuesday. It is Thursday. My gosh. (laughs) It is Thursday. I knew that. I knew that. You, He's just testing everybody. Yeah, right? I was just seeing like if everybody's on guard, and I was yeah. seeing how awake you are. I was seeing if you had your WD-40 this morning yeah, yet. just and, testing me. I got um, you. You know, that's, that's what the Lord sometimes tests us, see where we're <laughs> at. And and so I was just trying to test us this morning to see how on guard and watchful we were being. <laughs> and so, But it is a beautiful day outside. It's going to be a beautiful day here in the neighborhood. I think a little bit of rain and um, storms may be rolling through, but it's been a beautiful week so far, so we can't complain about that. And a lot of exciting things coming up in the um, near future. I know you all have your uh, VBS you're gearing up for next week. I believe that starts on Wednesday, correct? Yes, sir. And you're going to go all the way through Saturday. It's going to be awesome. What are, what's your job in there? What are you doing for VBS? I, uh, I don't have a job. I, uh, I'm sorry. Wrong guy. <laughs> Will you be there? Uh, yeah, I'll probably be there. Uh, and I'm one of the, you know, I'm, I guess you could consider me as one of the kids, you know, because you got the big water slides and all the stuff we have there at the end, the mm-hmm. last day and all that, and yeah. That's why you go. Yeah. I yeah? Got, yeah. Well, I saw on Facebook some pictures of you at Holiday World. Oh, yeah? What'd you ride? Uh, Everything? No. No, I'm not a roller coaster rider. You're not a roller coaster rider? No, nah, I'm, a, I'm a sissy. What about uh, yeah. a water slides? Oh yeah, I ride in, but we rode a couple roller coasters, uh, the the older ones, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I'm not a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of heights. You know, yeah, yeah. So well, the the Thunderbird's yeah. not too bad though, because it's not. You don't even know you're high, like whenever you're going upside down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just that whole upside down thing. Oh, I it's guess. fun. Maybe that, <laughs> My I little girl made me ride. I think <laughs> yeah. Eliza made me ride like four times in a row because we were the last ride of the night. Mm. And so there was nobody in line, and she just kept getting on and getting on. Yeah. And I said, look, I'm too old to ride it four times in a row. Um, yeah, they uh, they tried to talk me into it, but nah. Uh, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh, yeah, you. yeah, if I try. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. What's your favorite water slide there? Uh, I, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, uh, the, there's one, and it's... It's probably the most boringest one there, but the one I like the most is one that's like it's almost like the slide at the fair that that you just slide down on on your little on mat. your belly, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, I love it. it we'd always race. Yep, and uh, yeah, that, that one is fun. Yeah, that I'll fun. give you that but one. I, speed I, racers, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I like it all. We it, we just had a good time. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, I just it just popped up on my Facebook, and yeah. I was like, look at Greg, he's over there. It, having fun at Holiday World. So I'm a big kid, too. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I'm pretty much – I don't have a lot of jobs during our VBS coming up August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. 
but um, I am going to make sure that I'm involved in all the water activities, and <laughs> I will be there to help eat. Um, I want to be diligent in that and um, helpful to make sure the food is not wasted. <laughs> and so I'm trying to do whatever I can to serve that, but yeah. it is we're very excited. I know you all always put on great uh, VBS. I know it's going to be incredible over there at yeah, Clarkson they, Community. They they work hard. You know the they the teachers and and everybody involved. They really they really put a lot of time and effort in, and and they really look forward to this every year. You know, and and we talk about you know we do have fun. You know, and, and it is fun. Mm-hmm. But we we want to we're trying to we want to focus. You know, like like I always say is to be on Jesus and there's so many times that these activities bring people in and uh, out of the wilderness where they wouldn't you know they're not coming there they're coming there for the activities but they're fed spiritually and they don't even realize it you know and uh, and and you know everybody's involved they really work hard to put things together for the children and you know and uh, it's just all about building the kingdom Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's, that's what the focus is about. And, uh, and come on out and have some fun too, but it's, you know, it, it's, uh, we just have a good time over there in the Lord. Yep. Amen. And then we also have uh man up at the lake coming up here, July 27th. All of that will begin a little bit earlier than we're accustomed to for man up, but we're going to start at six. Um, and then we'll have some cookout going on back there. We're going to, you can be able to fish, you'll be able to do whatever um, you want in that backfield, probably have some cornhole set up and a couple other activities, but then we'll have some, um, what we call campfire worship and Todd Mingus is going to be giving his testimony around campfire. And so, uh, it's going to be good. I- I'm really excited. And Miss Hannah has got into the studio. She didn't have her WD-40 yet. So that's why she's coming in a late, a minute or two late. She had to get more WD-40 in her. And so Miss Hannah, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Amen. Disclaimer, don't drink WD-40. <laughs> Just, he know. has a coffee cup that says <laughs> WD-40. And um, let me I'll give a legal disclaimer that Boxy Radio does not support you participating in drinking um, WD-40. taking WD-40 in any regard other than attended for federal purposes. So um, <laughs> how's that for legal disclaimer? Is that there a good go. one? All no, right. Don't drink WD-40. It is against federal law to use this in other, any other way then um applicable well what's it say on the cans i don't know it's it's against federal regulation to use this in any other way than what is said on these the directions or something like that yeah. i forgot how it goes but yeah it's on like everything um yeah. which we never thought i never really realized why they always put that stuff on there like you know because somebody's done it but then we start eating <laughs> at the top pot so um yeah. Um, the Tide Pod thing really, uh, I understand why we put stuff on things now. Yeah. Um, but no, that's July 27th, 6 o'clock p.m. here at Bethel Fellowship. If you got a truck you want to drive back into the field, there's definitely a way to do that, and we'll have um, we'll have that available to get everybody back there. But also, we'll probably have um, the tractor and a trailer hooked up, and we'll be um, taking some people back who just want to park in the parking lot and to just travel back. We'll have somebody responsible to make a couple of trips there. And so it's going to be a really great night. Excited for that. And uh, if the weather doesn't permit, then we'll, of course, have plenty of other places. We can go to the gym, still do some cornhole and hang out, and then go to the sanctuary for service. But our intention is to do Man Up at the Lake, and we're very excited about that. Just to hang out with a bunch of 
bunch of men and get together. And so um, <clears throat> very excited again, July 27th. And then the VBS again here at Bethel Fellowship is August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And then the Harvest Crusade with Brother Lance Johnson is going to be September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Also, um, actually, I think that's about it for right now for mm-hmm. ones on the radio. And we're just excited for all that God's doing, all that God has done, and all Jesus is about to do in the earth. Because I know he's pouring his spirit out. I can sense it. I can know I know it. Um, I'm talking to too many people that are being stirred and being impacted and lives are being changed. And um, it's just a, it's a good day to be alive. Um, um, out of all the times in history that we could have been born, I'm pretty happy I'm born in this one because we're going to see the greatest move of God. The only one I may have liked to live as much is the wild, wild west. <laughs> I can't, I think I could have dug it, getting to walk around with spurs and all that. Um, I don't really want to go into a saloon, but it would be pretty cool just to walk in and open those doors, you know, the old school doors. Yeah. You ever you ever lived in a house that had those doors in the kitchen? Usually, laundry rooms got them. So, you know, just swing to, open. Yeah. <laughs> and when you swing them, don't you feel different? No, I do. I don't. So when I walk through, <laughs> I mean, when I walk through them, yeah. like you know, um, a Western kind of mentality yeah. comes upon yeah. me. My chest puffs out a little bit more. I get the banana that's in the holster on the side and pull yeah. it out, or Barney Fife one bullet kind of deal. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know. I just feel different when I walk through those kind of doors. Well, I always picture, you know, I feel like I was born 100 years too late. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like I fit in back then uh, around the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. And, you know, and all those. And, you know, I just like to build stuff. And uh, I just think that would be an awesome time when nothing was here and all this stuff started coming about. Yeah. You know, vehicles and motors and, yeah. Uh, yeah. But imagine if you just get to ride a horse everywhere. I, yeah, I used to do that a lot, and I'm glad I got a truck. So. Yeah, but there was no other truck, so you wasn't holding anybody up, and there was no risk you getting run oh, over. There's that. You, yeah. Here's what I think it was. I think it was slower times. Yeah. I would have loved to live in slower times. See, that's what, and that's me. You yeah, know, back in in those days, I'm talking about things were a lot slower. I mean, top speed of a vehicle was I mean, well, I don't I don't know it wasn't there, but wasn't it wasn't what we got now. So, and everything, you know. Everything was closed on the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had you know the reverence to God. It just seemed like it was. Uh, I still don't know that spiritually the same today. You know, I don't. I think the uh, more of a spiritual growth now because there's so many, uh, so many more avenues of attack of the enemy that it's revealed more spiritual growth in us. Mm-hmm. You know, versus back then. But, yeah, just back then it was a lot slower time, and uh, it seemed like there was a lot less to battle with spiritually back then. You know, yeah. you didn't have all the things in the, it, at the, your fingertips, basically, you know, and it was uh, uh, a lot harder for Satan to get to the people. Well, I think that if I had to choose anything, it would be the town where, they, uh, where Wind Calls the Heart comes about. Um, put me in that town. <laughs> I like that town a lot. It just seems peaceful. It seems restful. Um, yeah. Get to go and eat at the cafe. And then, uh, I don't know, like, yeah. you know, Jack was my hero. He built the church. He did all that kind of stuff. Y'all don't even know what I have no the- clue what you're talking about. I know, when calls the heart. I've not watched it, like, faithfully, but. Well, I watched it faithfully until <laughs> she started getting two two new guys and couldn't figure out which one. I just, 
I heart broke for Jack. So I was <laughs> such a Jack fan. I mean, I understand he was dead, but still, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's Jack. Um, All right. I like Jack. And so, but it's, I don't know. I've always been like that. I always wanted to live like in those times. Um, they needed preachers back then too, didn't they? Yeah. And, you know, and now that we think about that, and how the enemy now has so much, uh, you know, it says the knowledge of many will increase, you know, and the thing about that with knowledge increasing, well, therefore there's more avenues for the enemy to attack us, mm-hmm. you know, whereas before in those days, like I said, but also before in those days there was less avenues for the word to get out is easy too. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's good and bad and all, but God's in control of it all, so... Yep, and he created us for such a time as this, so he knew that we needed to be alive when we are now. And uh, maybe he needed some extra people that weren't um, so such a fan of the culture <laughs> of today <laughs> to kind of preserve some of those older values, too. Well, if I start walking around in a cowboy hat and spurs <laughs> and uh, riding my little horse, don't think about anything. I, I won't laugh at you. If I come I'll to Clarkson Community one day, and just sling open the doors. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Well, we are in um, John 20. What was it, Hannah? We skipped yesterday. We messed up. I know. Um, John, John chapter. Th- we're in John chapter 13, oh. verse um, s- 17. 17. 17. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well. Um, do you all want to start on those verses? I'm going to step out just for a second, and you all can start on those verses. Just start reading them, and we'll be I'll be back here in a second. Okay, I have the King James Version this morning. Normally I have the ESV <laughs> on my phone. Um, okay, so starting at verse 17. If ye know these things, happy are ye if you do them. If I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the Scripture may be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. You want to keep going or you want to uh, stop well, there, you think? Yeah, that... Uh, well, I kind of got distracted. I apologize. But so, let's see. This one here, it says right here, I, I tell you before I come, this is going to, let's see. I say unto you, he that receiveth me, whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that That's sent me. I mean, and I, this is just, I've got to get this out of here because there's a lot of, uh, uh, the the King James and all the different versions. You know, you brought your King James today, and I wanted for whatever reason this is just hitting me here today. You know, uh, if you don't read from the King James, you know, it's God looks on the thoughts and the tents of the heart, and if you're searching for Him, you will find Him. Seek and you shall find. You know, different ones have different. Uh, opinions on what's the right one to read and and i you know for me personally i like the king james and that's that's my preference but some people kind of take that a little too far 
you know, and say that this is the only way or this is the only way. Jesus is the only way. And if, and it says right here, uh, receiveth me and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. <laughs> so regardless of which, which version that you have, be honest and seek him in truth and seek Jesus, not seek our own ideas and trying to find our own truth in here, but seek his truth and whatever it is that we're reading, whichever version that we have. And I don't know why that that just stuck out to me, but I just had to get that out before I could even focus on what we're reading here. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just seems like there, there's just such a, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's just a a, 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 a stumbling block. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there are some bad translations out there, but that's with anything. But if you're seeking the Lord, the Lord's going to give you discernment and, and he's going to guide you. You know, are you going to make mistakes? Well, it it could happen, but that's that's the whole part of him. Whenever y'all was talking about the rod and the staff that comfort mm-hmm. you, you know, I, man, that really spoke to me yesterday. And God just, uh, he just he just took me down an avenue there, talking about that rod and the staff uh, on that questions you had and how, you know, uh, so many times we uh, we're we're led to think that we got to have it all figured out. Well, a shepherd. If you think about a shepherd and how he shepherds the sheep, you know, they're out in this in the pasture and they're just kind of going and doing their thing. Well, he has his rod that if it if the threat comes, he's going to ward it off with the rod. Well, and also if the uh, sheep go uh, starts to stray off, he has that hook to pull them back in. He doesn't he doesn't guide each and every single little bitty step. You know, he he, he allows them to go you know, in, in the right path, but he leads them in the right path, you know, so that, <laughs> that rod and that staff, that, that really spoke to me yesterday, and, and, and I think so many times, how many times he had, uh, well, he's used a rod on me, it seemed like a lot, and I needed it, but he <laughs> chastises those he loved, but he also, he uses that staff, you know, and he pulls you back, you know, whenever you start going in, in a wrong, you know, he's got that hook, and he'll, and it pulls you back, and but in which way, uh, I, th- I yeah. like that. I like, you know, I didn't really think about it in that way as we were talking about it because um, I'm someone who <laughs> I've always been, and I do think it's it's always good to be in prayer. I'm not saying that because we're saying talking about this that it's not good to still pray about mm-hmm. decisions and things like that. But it just has me thinking about how you can over, um, yeah. you can almost have like such a fear of not being in his will and i've been here before Mm -hmm. a fear of not making a step that he wants you to step that you can obsess over it and then get into overthinking because ultimately i love that picture of and what you said of he doesn't do it with every single step but he makes sure that you're in the right that you're in his um flock that, yeah. that you're not getting out of outside of his will and that's what the staff reminds me of yeah. is not getting outside of his will yeah he says grow in grace and knowledge of our lord jesus christ so in order to grow in grace he allows us to walk you know how else are we going to learn if we don't experience yeah you know and and unfortunately some of our experiences we, we, we make a wrong choice but that's the whole purpose you know that, that's for our good 
he will he he chastises those that he loves and he and and he corrects us you know he pulls us in and he guides us you know so and people uh if they make a mistake they they feel you know the 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 enemy comes down if you make a mistake and he tries to just jump on your back and and put his, his foot on your throat and hold you down because you've made a mistake and he tries to hold you in your in your guilt and your shame you know well the fact that 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 discomfort in the thing that you did that you know is wrong that is that hook <laughs> Dear listener, that's that hook. So if you're out there and you're experiencing this and you're battling this thing, whatever this thing may be, and and you're out there and, and, and man, I, I know I don't want you to be, but I just keep, you know, I'm I, I messing, I messing, you know, we'll just keep pressing on. Keep moving forward because that's him trying your reins. You know, because if he, if you didn't care, that, you know, then... He wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I've lost. He wouldn't. Yeah, gather you and exactly. Yeah. So, like, if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't have no feelings, then that, then what would it even matter? It's just the fact that you do care, and the fact that it is bothering you. That is the Lord working in you, who's pulling you away from that lust or that desire, whatever that is that you're battling. Mm -hmm. So just be thankful in that, and and it says, "I rejoice in my infirmities, because when I am weak, He is made strong." And I'm not condoning, uh, I'm not condoning your sin. Shall we consent to continue in sin? God forbid. But when we find ourselves in these situations, that's the Lord dealing with us, and He's burning out all this this stuff in this crucible. He's burning it out. It's coming to the surface. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know if that even went on with what we was reading right there. But. Well, it would definitely it would go on with verse twenty. Who, yeah. Whoever receives him receives the one that sent him because that's part of receiving him yeah. is allowing him to be our good shepherd. Yeah. Because we can't receive some a false version of him. You yeah. know. Yeah. If we could do it ourselves, why would we? Why Why was he needed? Yeah. The thing is, it's not in a man to make his own path. It says in Jeremiah, I think, or uh, y'all have to look that up. I can't remember exactly the address, but. It's not in a man to walk his own path. So if it's not in us to do it ourselves, we have to depend on the Lord. You know, we we're we're here for his good pleasure. And and it's his good pleasure to give us the keys to the kingdom. Is that, did I say that right? Yeah. To give us the, yeah. And uh I mean he's for you, not against you. Amen. The world tries to think make you think that you can do it some other way. But Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and there's no other way. <laughs> But yeah. through Jesus Christ and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, mm -hmm. freedom. Wherever the world is, there's bondage. You're Chaos, bound. Yeah, it's confusion. it's you're bound by the law Stress. of sin and death. Yeah, it's it's the illusion that we can do it ourselves. And hmm. even, you know, I know it's easy. You know, the Lord's kind of been speaking to me a lot about stress because I've always struggled. That's something I've always struggled with is just getting stressed about things. But then once I think about it, it's like my natural flesh gets stressed. Yeah. But then once I think and the Lord has me think like, well, why are you getting stressed? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. why are you allowing this to affect you so much? And then you start thinking about, oh, like stress doesn't come from God. <laughs> Yep. Stress never comes from God because he tells us to cast our cares upon him. He tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
he tells us that his burden is light and his yoke is easy. easy. Mm -hmm. So he never is the one giving us stress. And I think sometimes we truly have to sit back when we're in a time of stress or feeling overwhelmed or whatever it may be, or just upset, frustrated. We really have to think like, why am I feeling this way? Because we have to, we have to realize, is this from the Lord or is this not? Is this from the world? Is this from sin? Is this flesh or the enemy? Amen. Because he's, in him we have rest. He is our Sabbath, you know, our day of rest. That is Jesus Christ. So that's why, when we, going back to verse 20 again, uh, that he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. So we can receive that rest knowing in the words that he's spoken in us and through the trials that we've already been through, we can, he brings to our remembrance and we can rest in him that knowing that, yeah, what I see I don't like, what I feel I don't like, but he's got me. And yeah, he's going to get amen. me through this, and and he's going to bring beauty from whatever this is. Yeah. And it's just that rest and that peace, that the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And, and it's available. It is available every day. Every day. It's amazing, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know what um, what it would be like without that peace, because. And that's why we want to share the gospel. That's why we want to spread the good news of Jesus and share Jesus and actually be the Jesus, reflect Jesus to people that are hurting because there's a lot of people that are not saved or not born again that are going through the same things that we go through but with no hope, no peace. Well, and on top of that, I'm learning now is there are people that are born again and they're still going yep. through it because of the lack of knowledge. They're going back the, to those. Well, this, that, and they don't they don't understand. What, you know, they haven't, uh, uh, I don't know, they uh, may, for whatever reason, they hear all these words, but they don't understand. Yeah. You know, it's, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. It took yeah, me. Yeah, I've been there before. Know, so we... Yeah, we, I'm still struggling with this. Why is it? I'm born again. Why am I still struggling with this? Well, that's the Lord. He's He's bringing these things out of you. And and if you are struggling with something, he that begin a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. And I, I want to encourage you not to give up. Even if you're there, I'm telling you, I've been in, these pla- in this place to where I was so ashamed that all I could do is look up well, I couldn't even look up. I, all I could say was, Lord, don't give up on me. That was it. And he brought me through that, you know, because I, just be real with yourself. Either yeah. you be hot or be cold. Uh, rather you be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Don't fake it. Be what you what you are and be honest and be truthful. And if you are struggling in an area, don't stay there. You know, just keep fighting the best you can do. Just do what you can do to get to the Lord and allow the Lord to, to work in you and and just trust him that he's going to see you through. And he that began a good work in you will perform it till the day of Christ Jesus. And I don't, again, I don't want to condone sin. I don't want, you know, shall we continue in sin? God forbid. But just don't stay there. It's part of a process. He's bringing you through and he's making you stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't ignore and miss out on what Jesus did for us because his sacrifice for us gave us that available. Like we have peace that surpasses all understanding available every single day. And I never want to miss out on that. Not take take and grab that when it's available every single day, you know. Yeah. 
Amen. My mercy is new every morning. And My grace is sufficient. And you know, it's. Um, I tell people, I actually talked about this last night. So often when we're in a struggle or we're struggling with sin or struggling with something in our life, it becomes what we focus on. And yeah. it can't be what you focus on. If you focus on your struggle and the only thing you do is try to get to stop struggling, you'll always continue to struggle. Yeah. That's because what you behold is what you'll become. What you've got to do is glean and see Jesus in all of his beauty and let him captivate your gaze and dwell on him. And it's hard. I get it. Like you don't want that you don't want that sin. You don't want that struggle. You don't want that temptation. You don't want that sickness. Whatever it is. But if we will focus on him, then things begin to shift because now our hearts are changing and we're reflecting what we're beholding. And if we behold sin, and that's all we behold, and that's all we focus on, if our life intent as a Christian is not to sin, we will continue to sin because it's what we behold. But if our life purpose as a Christian has become like Jesus and we dwell upon him, it begins to shift the way we think, we operate, we, we process things. Everything becomes Christ-centric at that point, and we can actually begin to walk forward in victory and walk forward and being conformed to the image of the Son. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. And just because you struggle, that doesn't mean that whatever that thing still has a hold on you. Because before, before He set you free, you didn't have, you couldn't even struggle with it. You just did it. Now, the fact that you're struggling means that you've been set free and it's trying to pull you back because it doesn't have a hold on you anymore. So don't believe that lie. Just because you're struggling doesn't mean you haven't been set free. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, they were freed from Egypt, but then what little things kept the the people that kept coming in back trying to, uh, you know, the weaker people in, in the children of Israel as they left. I can't remember the Hittites, I, one of those ites. I don't know what they are, but they kept, you know, the weaker ones, they kept trying to pluck off. And that's the way he is. The, that's the way these things are. You know, we've been set free. We're no longer bound to those things. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's just like the Philistines. You know, the, how many times was they fighting the Philistines? You know, the, over and over and over. And they kept coming back, kept coming back. But you are set free. Amen. 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 Well, I don't have the trivia questions in here. Miss Hannah's got them in that room. So she's going to have to read the first trivia question this morning. Sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. Remember, this two-week period, we'll be drawing for a uh, Dollar General gift card this Friday. And uh, get that out to the winner for these two week period, and you can get your name in twice. You must call in. You cannot text in because again, we don't know who's the first one to text in. And um, if you're listening via app, I'm sorry, you are on a three second delay, and Greg has lost a couple times because of that. <laughs> He's still you. healing. We're praying for him. <laughs> Deliverance is coming. He is set free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Hannah, read that first question for us today. Okay, Thursday question number one: How many people were on Noah's ark? How many people were on Noah's ark? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. All right, we're gonna be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box Two Radio. On the Box 2 Radio Network. Alrighty, we are back here. And I wanted to play that first portion of that. Do you have a place that you can pray privately? Do you have a place where you go to in prayer? Do you have a place to where you can wake up with the Lord in the morning? Or there's sometimes throughout the day that, yes, we should be always in prayer. We should have an attitude of prayer. We should be in constant prayer. 
But at the same time, I believe we should have a place that we can go to meet the Lord. That's a sacred place. Um, all throughout scriptures, we've seen sacred places. We see where Jesus would get away and go by himself. Sometimes he would drag in a, um, one of the disciples or two, but most of the time he went by himself. He would wake up early and disappear kind of deal. And um, early in the morning will I seek thee. And so um, have a, what is that war room? Have a war room. There you go. Have a war room where you go to war for your family and pray and intercede. And and so it's uh, I love that little, it's actually about a three and a half minute clip. And I only played about one minute because I just love the first part. But we'll play that full three and a half one day for those who've never heard it. But it's good. Really good. We have an answer for the first trivia question sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. And it was Miss Rachel Arms. And uh, it was eight. Correct, Hannah? It was eight. And so congratulations, Miss Rachel. She, I asked her if she was geared up for the school, and she said, oh, they're so sweet over there. And I said, oh, I don't know when they get home if they are still. <laughs> they, they get all their sweetness out at school and give us everything else. Um, but, no, I, I'm geared up for this school year. Like, I'm not lying. Um, for those who don't know, we say school year. Well, yeah, everybody's, you know, um, we, we do a Christian academy here on our at Bethel Fellowship where Box 2 Radio is located. And um, we are geared up. I'm ready to go. I think this is going to be one of the best years of Bethel Christian Academy we've ever had. I'm not doing a shameless plug to get you in there, but if you do (laughs) want more information on BCA, then you can call the office at 270-257-8330. Again, that's 270-257-8330. I do think that we have maybe a couple of spots open downstairs in the younger classroom um i'm not a certain on that but i do think we are i think that was the last confirmation i got um our high school area is actually overflowing so but if you have a child that's seventh grade or under i do think we have some room there and if you want more information on getting your child into bethel christian academy again 270-257-8330 this year i get to do a little bit different i get i didn't get to do this last year but this year we have made room for it and I am more than excited, um, actually, to do this. But I am going to be getting to I have the privilege to teach New Testament to the high school. So I'll be with them every single day for one period and teaching the Bible and the New Testament to them. And um, man, I'm stoked. Good deal. Do, do they still? Do we still say stoked? Is that, yeah. I don't Hannah, know. Hannah, you're but... you're the youngest in the room. Is stoked still okay? I still say it, but it reminds me of this uh, cold brew coffee that I drink. So. <laughs> You're stoked about that? Yeah. It, it's called Stoke. <laughs> well, one thing about it is, you know, these days that the the enemy is after your children. Mm-hmm. And if you can get them out of the a worldly system and into a biblically, uh, biblically based uh, curriculum, it's it's going to be better. Uh, it's you train them up in a way they should go, and it will not depart from them. Amen. And, you know, I'm so thankful for, like, how Bethel prioritizes Scripture and biblical teaching at the school or at BCA. Um, I went to school there from the time I was in kindergarten to fourth grade, and I was young, but 
I soaked that stuff in. I mean, we had to memorize scripture every week. Well, actually, every day we had scripture in our um, in our curriculum, in our paces, and we would have like scriptures at the bottom of each page that we would fill in. But then we would also have a scripture that we memorized each week, and it was fun for me. I I really loved school when I was younger, but I will say I've always been thankful that I got that foundation in those years because it stuck with me. Like I still like have scriptures that from when I memorized them or <laughs> when I learned them then, like yeah. they help me now. Yeah. And so it's very important. And, um, you know, we have a, my sister, uh, she's in the middle school, but she, you know, there's a scripture right now in the radio station. She came in here and wrote down on the dry race board <laughs> that she just, I guess she memorized from school or she learned from school. And then, you know, little it. Eliza, the younger kids, they'll come around and be like, Hey, I learned this scripture and they'll quote it to you. And it's just so encouraging because it's getting the word in their heart. So I just wanted yeah. to, Amen. to yeah. testify about that. Cause yeah. I, I love when I, the day I left Bethel, it was, you know, just some personal family reasons. I switched to public school, but I remember crying. <laughs> I cried and cried because I just, I loved it here. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know my kids, um, Jackson has been quoting scripture since he was four years old. And um, and um, most of that, that is all credited to Christian education. Yeah. And getting a biblical worldview, I think, is a very big deal at the end yep. of the day. And, um, and I know that doesn't just come into Christian education because... Um, I think that <clears throat> Greg, you all homeschool, and you talk yes. about you talk about getting the scripture in your child too, and and uh, I think it's just so important to develop our kids not just with academia, but with a biblical worldview. Well, I want to say something too uh, to the dads out there. You know, now I'm not I'm not scolding anybody. I ain't gonna say that I've always done it right, uh, but I want you to uh, I want you to think about it. I mean. You are the head of the house, and uh, those are your kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, train them up in the way that you go. And if, if, you know, to the, if you know something that the Lord has shown you, share that with your children. However that is, whatever that looks like, do your diligent with your children and, and put into them anything that the Lord has given you, give it to them. Because mm-hmm. whatever little that we can give God, he can make big things out of. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a Bible stu- a student or, or, well, Greg, I'm just not, I'm just not, you know, I mean, I love the Lord, but I'm just not where you are. That's, that's, it doesn't matter where, where I am. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just, wherever you are in, in your walk with Christ, share that with your kids and the be, you know, and, and just, just get, just get Christ in your kids. Mm-hmm. The daddies, you got to, you got to get out there and, and share Christ with your kids, and, and just, and just be diligent and 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 whatever that looks like in your own way. You know, you, you don't have to do it the way I do it. You don't have to do it the way this guy does it. You just do it. Just seek the Lord. However you can do that, whatever that looks like, do that. And share that with your kids. Amen. Something, I don't know if this would be, you know, anything that someone listening would want to try with their kids, but I really liked this. Um, I was probably about around the ages of 8 to 12 between those years when we did this. Um, 
I I loved the word though, and I feel like I, we were so much less distracted when I was growing up yeah. by different things, so that helped. But um, something that my parents did was they would have a time. I don't know how often they did it, but they would have us all. I had a lot of siblings. I grew up with a lot of siblings. They would have us all get into the word and find a scripture like we could pick whatever scripture we wanted so we mm-hmm. just got to search the bible pick whatever we wanted a chapter or something like that and to to write down on a paper what we thought that or what the lord was speaking to us mm-hmm. or what we got from it you know mm-hmm. at that as a as a kid and so we would write it down and then we would all come together and we would share it with our parents and then they would kind of teach us like if we got something wrong like if if we didn't understand it right, they would kind of correct and, mm-hmm. and teach it. But then it was cool because they could kind of see where we were at with the scripture too. Yeah, so. that's, I like doing that. That's how I do with mine. You know, I I tell them to uh, I, I say, you know, I I try to get them every day twenty minutes. You know, I, I said I don't care if you read one verse or if you read a whole chapter. I'm not worried about the uh, quantity of the scripture I want the quality so spend 20 minutes reading and whenever you're done you know I always whenever I come in I'll I'll ask them what they read and everything and sometimes they get it sometimes they don't you know and uh, and and I tell you it's it's they amaze me sometimes the things they get that I didn't think they would get you yeah, know and that's uh, awesome. you know and then sometimes they don't get things they're thinking well, <laughs> why didn't you get that but anyway it's like, you know but uh, but it's part of that but, yeah, allowing them to yeah to do it yeah let them learn. go and do yeah and uh you know and and you talk you brought up the major point here the distractions man we're fighting uh and I can't remember if it's talking. I think it's in the book of Revelation, and it is talking about how the enemy comes in through the windows. You know, they they creep in through the windows. Well, the our kids these days they have access to everything. You know, through these phones and these tablets and all these things that they play on, and the windows. You know, the window to your heart are your ears and your eyes. And that's mm-hmm. where the enemy's coming in. They're creeping in through the windows. And that's what, you know, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, they know they've read, they, they know what I'm saying about it in Revelation. But the enemy comes in through these things, so it's hard to pull, uh, you know, what what are you what are we allowing our kids to see? What are we allowing our kids to hear? And then how are we combating that with the Word of God? So, again, <laughs> you know, like you was talking about, whenever you was a kid, you didn't have the distractions, you know, uh, that, like we do now, you know. Well, now it's just you look around, all the kids, they, they all have their own, some kind of electrical device mm-hmm. that keeps them occupied. And whenever they're occupied on that, they're not occupied on the Lord. On the Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah. helped that uh, during those times growing up, we didn't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. So there, we were really like yeah. disconnected from you know a lot of distractions. Well, we didn't have cell phones whenever <laughs> I was a kid, so just saying. True. Yeah, <laughs> all y'all, we had, y'all had nothing. All, all we had was rocks and sticks outside. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, Amen. Well, we had a call um, while you all were talking, and brother, uh, we're gonna pray for uh, Miss Susan. That's her name, and we're gonna say she has a major operation tomorrow. So um, we're going to pray for everything to go well tomorrow for that. So 
as Hannah, do you want to lead us in that prayer? Yeah. Um, Jesus, we just come to you right now, and um, we're just asking you to come and move in Susan. God, we're asking for this procedure that she's having done, Lord, that um, we know that it's serious. We know that, you know, we're not taking it lightly, but we know that you are um, greater. You are above any any report that we get, that you are powerful that you care about Susan and Lord I just ask that you would um, come and guide the hands in the room Lord that you would um, guide the doctors and and give peace bring peace and I just pray that through your work and your goodness in this situation um, that others will come to know you that others will come to see your glory Lord Um, and I just pray for the family the ones reaching out for prayer God um, that you would comfort them that you would give them that peace that surpasses all understanding that we were talking about earlier earlier. Um, and Lord, that you would just come and touch them and wrap them um, with your your um, feathers, Lord, that you would protect them and protect their mind. Let them enter into rest during this uh, situation. And God, I just pray that any um, doubt or worry or anxiety, all the things that rise up during situations like this, that you would silence those things and that you would allow them to think clearly and to have a um, just have a peace and a joy even in the midst of this Uh, trial Lord but I just pray for everything to go smoothly Lord I pray for um, for healing for um, you to restore everything that is broken um, physically and um, emotionally in Jesus name amen amen and we'll continue to pray for Susan as she's gonna have her surgery and believing for a great report tomorrow amen to come forth amen and then now let's stay on this topic for a minute we got a few more minutes um Maybe there are some parents out there who says, okay, I've got my kids. I know that I haven't done Bible study with them like I should. I know I probably let the iPad raise them more than I should have done. And all of that, trust me, as a, as a dad, um, and as it is easy to do. Like I'm it, guilty. It, I'm it guilty. Um, you know, we're I'm not putting condemnation on you. No condemnation uh-huh. here. None. But where do we start? Like, say a parent's never started. Yeah. And, or... You know, it's something new, or maybe they're new to the faith as well, but they have children, and they're like, okay, I I know Jesus now. I'm getting transformed. How do I get this to my kids? Because you can't force them to get saved, yep. but you can start giving them Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so where's a good portion of the Scripture to start having these Bible studies or having these conversations or having them read? <laughs> I always I always uh, send them to John, mm-hmm. you know, and— and to me, that's where I send everybody, everybody that's new, you know. And uh, and I I'll, I don't know if that's the right or, or wrong, but that's that's where I send people is to the Book of John, in, in the in the Gospels, the Gospel of John. I would definitely say the Gospels as well. Like yeah. I like Greg how you talk about the red letters, yeah. like you used yeah. to read the red letters. Like yeah. I actually used to do that when I was a kid. I would when I was little, I would yeah. open up a Bible and just read everything that was read because I knew if it's read, then it's from Jesus. That's, that's so the, that's what I wanted to read it. first. It really is. Yeah, and you so, done it as a kid. I done it. I was twenty six or whatever. I just knew that's what he said. So I yeah. Know <laughs> but you know, depending yeah. on when you came to the faith, mm-hmm. you know. You could yep. be at that same level, but yep. um, I definitely think John. The more that we've done the John study here on uh, mornings with Box Two Radio, um, I can really see how this would be a great start for someone. Well, it's, starting into the faith, yeah, because it's or it's, kids as well. It's it's teaching about love, you know, and and how to love and and uh, and it's kind of talking about you know like John chapter seven. 
judge not, yet you shall be judged. It just kind of, it just kind of give you the guardrails, basically. You know, it gives you some guardrails to, uh, uh, just as you're overreading. Now, there's deeper things in here as you grow. As you grow, you're going to find more deeper uh, truths in, in all that you read. But for for just starting out, in my opinion, John has gives you the best guardrails to where, oh, okay, so it kind of keeps you in line. You know, kind of keeps you, uh, uh, just keeps your center, your focus. It, it brings your your focus to the center, which mm-hmm. is Christ. And if you think about it, I mean, Jesus is the cornerstone. He's the center of our yes. faith. He's the center yeah. of being born again. I mean, we can't be born again unless just yeah. what verse yeah. twenty said. We have to receive Him. Yeah. And so I think starting where He was on the scene is important as yeah. a new believer because you have to understand Jesus to understand the rest of this word. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus is in the whole word because he is the word. Yeah. But see, being able to see him actually yeah. on the earth, real, like interacting with people, it, I think is helpful and, to start with. And I, I always tell people this, too. You know, if you're reading and you don't understand, it's OK. That is OK, because nobody reads this and understands it right off the bat. Uh, you know, the but you just uh, just continue on if you don't understand you know, ponder that stuff. That's what it's talking about by uh, uh, pray without ceasing. So if you've read something you don't understand, well, just have that on your mind. Just, you know, const- you know, whenever you're working or whatever you're doing, just go back to that scripture and just say, hmm, this says this, but I, you know, and just kind of run it over what have you. Just keep it on your mind. And what I, what I like, to, the way I describe it is I put it on the shelf, you know, and then, you know, and then I continue on to read. And then what happens is I'll read something else in another place and then he'll he'll pull that off the shelf and it'll go over there. And then you'll have your answer to whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, we, uh, it's just good to get the word in us so that he can bring it out of us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And just a couple of maybe do's and don'ts. Just, yeah. just somebody who's done this real fast. I'm just going to say this, then we'll let Hannah read this next um, script um, trivia question. But um, if you're struggling with the text and you're trying to teach it to your kids, don't be afraid to ask your pastors. Don't be afraid to get some leaders, some Sunday school teachers, yeah. and call them up and just say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this text." What is it? Or even better yet, text me at two seven zero two three zero six three three seven, and that's what we do here every morning, every weekday morning. That's what we want to do. We want to answer your Bible questions. We don't know everything. But like you, if we don't know, we go to somebody that does know, and yep. we'll bring it back. Um, and so asking people questions and then having um, having your word, but then having a couple of commentaries or something like that that you can look at. Some There's great, there's a lot of great Bible apps. There's things like that that uh, can get you going in that. But here's the one thing, and I, I, again, I'm going to say this, and I do not mean nothing against this website personally or Googling stuff, but you have to be cautious about Google and Wikipedia and learning yes. your Bible. You always got to yes. remember Wikipedia is nothing more basically than user uploads. And so it's not always like there's things on Wikipedia that's not exactly 100% right, especially pertaining to the Bible. And please do not let AI dictate your Bible study. Um, I would and, highly recommend the Bible app. Yeah. The U version, I think. It's a good called. one. Um, and then, I mean, well, there's just like, there's there's some apps you can buy that have five or six different commentaries. Now, commentary is not the end all. You shouldn't just read the commentary. Well, that's it. They say it. 
but it is helpful. It gets you thinking, and you learn a lot of things behind the scenes. Well, there's something on the Bible app that I, I don't know how I didn't realize it until recently, but, you know, normally when you Google something, it's because you're trying to find a scripture pretty fast. Yeah. Like, that would be the reason you would be Googling, you know. But on the Bible app, there's it where it says discover, you can you can search any scripture, and it pulls it right up, right straight up. out of the Bible. It's not what people say about it. It's just it pulls that scripture straight up. So... That's help. It's really helpful. And you can even type in a topic and it can yeah. find that within the Bible. So yep. that's helpful, too. The Holy Spirit is our greatest teacher, 100 percent. But we live in a blessed age to where we have access to a lot of material resources, knowledge to help us grow in the word. And I don't want our Bibles growing dusty and old without being used. Amen. I want our Bibles to be worn out because they're used, not worn out because they sit on a shelf and collected dust. Mm-hmm. So let's get those things cracked open. Um Greg has to get new Bibles so often. His is no. It you you did. I've got the same one I had. <laughs> I, I thought you tried. told me one day you're gonna have to get a new one because it's wearing out. Now I tape up where because I pull the tabs. You tape it up, and I just keep taping it. But <laughs> well, he did but, say something about his wearing out one day to yeah. me. He said, "I might have to get a new one one time." I thought, but no. Well, I'm, I'm I mean well, I, I may have, but it's this one's still in good shape. I I don't want, you know my it's still in good shape. I got one like it. I, I haven't got the King James. Hey, I, you proud of me, Greg? Well, hey, like we just had that conversation. You know, uh, you I'm, know, just that's, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let me let me explain that. Hold to, on, we gotta go break. Oh, okay. We gotta yeah. go break. This is a hard break. I can't do that one. Do and then you you hold it. You no, explain no, when you get it. back. You explain when you get All back. Right. All right, Hanny, you got the second trivia question sponsored yes. by Higdon Lane Serving. Second trivia question in the book of Philemon. How do you say that? Philemon. 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 That's how I say it. In the book of Philemon, who is Paul's fellow prisoner? In the book of Philemon, who is Paul's fellow prisoner? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. What a day the Lord has made. It's been a wonderful conversation already today talking about John chapter 13 and then also continuing forth into giving our kids a biblical worldview and um, how do we even begin to implement that in them. And so before the break, well, actually, let me get this in here before. uh, Miss Rachel Arms said, I'm going to get my name in both times today. (laughs) And so she got her name in again. And I don't even know how to say that name, so I'm going to let Hannah read that name. Okay, so again, the question was, in the book of Philemon, who is Paul's fellow prisoner? And it... Epaphras? I think it's Epaphras. Epaphras. That's my guess. Yeah. Greg, that sounds that good sounds to you? That sounds good to me. All right, three agree here. Three where agree. Where two, two or three are gathered together, or two or three come into agreement. Yeah. All right, Three Epaphras. is the number of confirmations. So. Epaphras is what I really do think it is, but I could be wrong, but uh, I'm not that smart, so... That's our guess. That's our best guess. So yep. now, Brother Greg, you was getting ready to say before the hard break that... Oh, the King James. Okay. okay. The reason for me... Uh-huh. Is because you know I uh, uh, I'm not a smart guy. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. I mean, I I know a little. I know a little bit about a whole lot of things. I don't know a whole lot about any one thing. But my thing is, I read this without comprehension. Without comprehension, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all, what I'm trying to get at. He delivers it to me. So if I have any understanding of this word, I know it is flesh and blood is not giving you, revealed this to you, but my father. Mm-hmm. That's what he said to to Peter. 
and that's the rock that we build our foundation on. So this is the, uh, we'll talk about the translations and this and that. This was the most accurate translation to English way back when, before English was what we call American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now then we have to translate the English to English that we know. Yeah. But either which way, whether or not this translation or that translation, it all goes back to the thought and intent of the heart, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're reading. You know, well, no, not regardless of what you're reading, regardless of what version, <laughs> should <laughs> I say, regardless of which version, if you're seeking the Lord, seek me, you shall find me. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open to you. So even in the, the others, you know, you, he, he's going to give you discernment. And if you read and read and read in this here, he's going to lead you where you need to go. And it may, it may, he may lead you to a different version. He may lead you to another, you know, whatever. But the thing is, just follow the Lord and do what he'd have you do. Amen. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, it's even with our kiddos, um, like I feel like my kids could probably um, I'm I'm not overly big on paraphrase, but I don't mind them. But paraphrase for me is New Living. I love I think the New Living is the most powerful paraphrase. I, do too. I, like it. Um, I really like the New Living translation a lot. And I think my younger generation get it. Um, yeah, but then I think there. I think for me, paraphrase, paraphrase translations are used for devotional reading for kind of getting the word in you, just kind of on a yeah. biblical narrative scale. But if you're going to actually study the word, I think you have to have a word for word translation. I don't think you have any other option. And yeah. of course, um, for me, the four big ones for me studying word for word would be the King James, the ESV, the NASB, and um, you know the. NRSV isn't bad, but I would stick to the first three. Yeah, in studying and using. And again, this is and and reading and studying is two totally different things, you know. So when you're studying, you're you've got some topic, whatever that topic may be, and you're studying the scriptures th- through all the books, trying to find out all you can find out about that one topic. That's studying. Mm-hmm. Now, reading your Bible. Is, is is just what it's reading and is taking it in, you know, chapter to chapter, verse by verse, and just learning what the Bible says. And, you know, learning what the Bible says and studying, you know, is two, it, it could be two different things, but I guess, <laughs> I guess it could kind of run in together too. But uh, what I'm trying to get at is just uh, just get the word in you however however you can. Whatever that looks like in your way, and 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 because somebody does it this way doesn't mean that you have to do it that way. You you know it's it's we worship God in spirit and in truth. So whatever is is your way that you can handle this, do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, as for like teaching children and things like that, I was going to bring this up earlier. Um, something that I found, at least for me personally, growing up, something that stuck with me a lot more was ways that my, especially my grandma, she would teach me scripture through situations. So like if me and my sister were fighting, she would you she would bring up scripture and teach us scripture. Be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another for, you know, as 
that's God right. has forgiven. And that's one that will always stick with me because that was a scripture that she got in me, you know, in a situation. And I think sometimes if we could, I feel like that's what discipleship is too, because yeah. I mean, Jesus would do that. He would speak the word in situations to teach people in that and it kind of when you've when you're like learning something through living living it out it kind of sticks with kids more yeah. i think sometimes than just sitting down not you still need to sit down yeah. and and do study but i think if you can incorporate it in day-to-day life it'll stick with them too yeah because you, you do your study but then whenever life hits you then you can incorporate that what you've studied mm-hmm. and and that's and i do that with my kids you know when when they do whatever or what have you, I'll, I will uh, I will bring scripture up. Okay, remember when we talked about this? This is what's taking place right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Applying it, yeah, helping yeah. them apply it. Because it, oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go, no, no, go. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's it's it says, "Be ye doers of the word, not just hearers only." So, what good is this if we're not going to apply it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Todd Mingus sent me uh, a text this morning. Uh, it's a quote that he had um, by Todd Mingus. He sent me this. <laughs> I liked it. I am convinced that the first prerequisite for the unity in the body of Christ is this, to be united in the truth, especially as it pertains to the fundamentals of the Christian faith. Mm. I am convinced that the first prerequisite for unity in the body of Christ is this, to be united in the truth, especially as it pertains to the fundamentals of the faith. If we do not get the gospel right, we do not get our faith right at the end of the day. And and so I taught again last night just on the gospel and First Peter, whenever it's talking about our lively hope and what is that lively hope that we have an inheritance that's undefiled, incorruptible, fadeth not, reserved in heaven for us who are kept by the power of God. Um, and I just love that What scripture. are we kept by? The power of God. God. You mean it ain't a power of ourselves doing what we're supposed to be doing? You know, somebody preached that last night. <laughs> I don't remember who preached it, but somebody did. <laughs> um, so that's the power of God that keeps us. It's, that's I, what the Word says? I think that's what the Bible says. Where's that say that at? Uh, it's, it's in that New Testament somewhere. <laughs> uh, Peter O. It's in First um, Peter O. Peter O. Now, you know, that's, that's it. We, uh, we get, you know, and that's the thing, and I was guilty of this too in my early walk. I thought that I had to act this way i had to do that i had to in my own strength i had to do all these things and be this good person and do all this i couldn't pull it off this equipment (laughs) you know it it, it's him in me if there's only if i say this all the time if there's any good in me it's him in me and it's nothing i've done but it's what he's done in me that if there's any good that you see yeah. Amen. I'm just yeah. glad my good old buddy Peter put it in there. <laughs> um, see, I, I see. I really want to be more of a Paul, but I think I'm more like a Peter. I, I relate be, to Peter more. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna one up you here. I want to be more like Jesus. I know that. I know that, but, um, <laughs> but I think I'm I can teasing. relate to Peter more. Yeah, I know what because I just get so. <laughs> Peter's got eager. He's yeah. like, let's go, and yeah. then. Hey Lord, you want to wash my feet? Wash my head, wash my body. That'd yeah. be like me. Okay. And he's and see another thing was about I always compared myself to Peter as well because he he was hot headed. Uh-huh. You know, he was he'd get angry real quick and <laughs> anybody yep. that ever knew the way I used to be, it didn't take much. And uh it, yeah, so I 
Yeah, I relate with, with Peter as well. So I like Peter, but Peter made it. Come on now. Oh yeah, we forget, we pick on Peter a little bit because <laughs> of the the, yeah. the garden moment, falling yeah. asleep, and then denying Jesus three times. But yeah. then Jesus, whenever he saw the lady, said, "You go get the disciples, and you make sure, yep. make sure Peter's with you." Yep. Why? Because he loved Peter. Yep. Amen. So great quote, Todd Mingus. I like that. You should put it on a t-shirt or a coffee cup. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, and if I, you put I, it on a coffee cup, I'll buy it. Uh, there you go. Yep, and it'll, Greg will put it over under his WD forty, uh, <laughs> and so it's so good. I, I really did love waking up to that quote this morning. Well, not really waking up, but I was in the middle of getting ready to get over here, and I, I received that quote from Todd Mingus, and it was a good one. Um, I have a feeling he said it because of what we taught last night in the yeah. gospel, and I'm I'm never backing down from teaching the gospel. I don't care because yeah, when you teaching the gospel is not always preaching the gospel. And teaching the gospel is never ending. Nope. You can't. You can't just go. Okay. Well, uh, you got it now. Yeah. Because it, it's it never ends. Yep. I mean, it's continually. It it's uh, he <laughs> he's the beginning and the ending. You know, or uh, he is, There is no end. <laughs> I mean, yep. he's just he's uh, he's I, almighty. I think sometimes we get so bogged down by, like we talked earlier, even like about sin, about the world, about the chaos of the world, about mm-hmm. the news cycles of the world. We get so bogged down that we forget that gospel means good news and the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. And actually a lot of times I think because of the weightiness around us, we so often forget the goodness of God and the goodness of the gospel and just how great the gospel of Jesus Christ really is. And um, the significant of the cross, the significance of the resurrection, the ascension, all of that. It's, it's really good news. And um, yeah, you cannot in your best efforts, change yourself Mm-mm. jesus is the way the truth and the life he is the way yeah. our enthusiasm and hope really shouldn't be annoying i just was remembering last night uh aaron said annoying hope we need to have annoying hope <laughs> <laughs> he said something about a church named annoying hope or something <laughs> annoying people with hope <laughs> yeah but yeah. i just i was just thinking about it because like any time that I've not been joyful or had hope about the gospel, it just reveals in myself that something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong with me. If I can't be joyful about what Jesus has done, then something's out, something is wrong. Yeah, you know? and, and He is showing it to you. You know, in these things, man, when we're when we're going through a trial, we're going through a struggle, we're going through this, and if if it is uh, if we have conviction over this in this area. Be of good cheer. That is your Father correcting you. That is the God Almighty of the entire universe taking time to correct you. He's got everything in this world rolling around right now, but he's taking time to send you correction. He's taking time to send you peace. He's taking time, whatever it is, you know, uh, be thankful in, in all seasons. Whether if it's in a season of correction, a season of uh, direction, a season of peace, a season of joy, you know, be thankful for all those seasons. And, uh, uh, you know, like you were talking about, I, I shared this with uh, my little Bible study group. Yeah, I, I actually took one of your quotes, Aaron, about uh, uh, emotions. They're good companions, but they're terrible leaders. You know, these emotions that we go through good and bad these are gifts from god and we don't want to hold on to these emotions we want to experience them 
we want to enjoy them. We want to uh, get over them, <laughs> you know, the, the bad ones, of course. But each one of these are there for us. And it's, it's just like I, I described it as this. Uh, Egypt was a blessing to Jacob, but it come, become bondage to Israel. And that's how our emotions are. These emotions that we go through, the goods and, and the bad, and all these things. These is, this is our Father. This is how we feel our Father guiding us through these emotions. But if we hold on to the emotions, we're missing our Father. And they, it, we just need to experience them, process them, and keep moving forward. And just trusting in the Lord because He loves you. And He takes time out for you. Amen. Amen. The um, annoying people of hope. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> All yeah. right. Um, would you go to a church that had that name? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I'd have to check it out. I don't know. Uh, it would be so compelling. The whole annoying part. I, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like this. I talk about <laughs> this. Sometimes. People. <laughs> I talk about this on Sunday morning sometimes when I'm preaching just to kind of light the mood every once in a while. But it's like, you know, some people just don't want to be happy. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, they just don't want to be happy. They're in a bad mood. They want to. They want to pout in their bad mood. So you, you see that person in Walmart that's always happy, and you don't want to be happy, and you don't want to be around that happy person. Yeah. So you walk down the aisle, and you skip the aisle, even though you need <laughs> to go down that aisle. Yeah. You know, it's we should be that person that's always happy. I got you. That, that if you're having a bad day, you just know not to get around us because we're going to be happy, and we're going to make you happy because our happiness radiates and overflows well, into you. Well, we want to be a loving, hopeful. You know, we, we don't want to be a... a Annoying, hopeful. We want to be a loving, hopeful, the way Jesus nope. was. I know? want to be so, so hopeful that I become I'll, annoying to people. What I what I would like is to God to get me to a place to where when people are down and they are and they 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 want to come and and they want to hear, you know, what the Lord would have to tell them. You know, uh, that's what I want to. I want to be. I want to sow, sow into the kingdom. So I want to sow into those bad areas. Mm-hmm. Well, the most uh, Miss Gale, the surname, subname, most encouraging woman I know, says when people are annoyed by your joy, it's usually because they want it, to, but are too hung up in themselves to receive it. <laughs> I think definitely sometimes I, I, I'm with you. I want to be what I ultimately want to be. And Hannah said it well. Prayer of the night is sensitive to people's yeah. hurt, pain, hopelessness around me. Uh, I mean, when I say, like, you want to be that person so full of joy that people... I know. About I, well, I, and to, to an extent, like, you bear one of their burdens. You weep with those who weep. You rejoice with those who rejoice. But yet there still should be something in you mm-hmm. that radiates off of you and gets into the people that don't even necessarily want it. It's just flowing over. Yeah. Yeah. And so when Peter walked into the street and his shadow, which that shadow is actually a really poor translation, it's actually Peter's Peter's aura. Yeah. And we can't use the word aura in the church because it's become so mystified and new ageism. But aura just, just basically means persona, like yeah, his, what's surrounding you. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you know, we should, it's that old saying we said a thousand times and we'll say a million more before Jesus comes back. We're not called to be thermometers. We're called to be thermostats. <laughs> so many of us can just tell how hot or cold a room is. But to be a thermostat means you can make a room hot or cold. Yeah. And that's our ultimate call as a Christian, to be thermometers that can go into a room that's chilly and turn it up with the fire of God. And when we walk into the room, the kingdom of God should be with us. And mm-hmm. um, and it's wherever we go, wherever we go, we got to remember we have an army behind us. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Lord has really done in me because my heart was so hard. And, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I, I just didn't have, I, I don't know that I didn't care, but I, I just, uh, it never crossed my mind. I didn't mm-hmm. know how, you know, to think about somebody else's feelings. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, that it was not, it wasn't even in my mind. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it. And it wasn't that I was trying to be mean. It's just that it was not programmed. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you. you know, I didn't have the programming for it. But, uh, but now, you know, more and more, uh, he's, he has made this heart of stone, a a heart of flesh and uh <clears throat> you know and, and in my own uh, experiences in the grace that i've experienced in the mercy that i've experienced you know he's uh allowing me to see how other people hurt you know and this is a recent thing this isn't something that's always happened so uh and uh and it, i feel that it's 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 making me more uh useful in the kingdom to share whereas before i wasn't as useful because i I wasn't available Mm -hmm. now it's like he's making me available to the hurting that's good yeah where i wasn't hurt where i wasn't available at all i was a fan oh i was you know i could (laughs) i could raise my arms up and i could do it say all the things but i wasn't i wasn't available Mm -hmm. and he's making me available and uh I praise him for it. So. Amen. Yeah. That's good stuff, Brother Gregor, really. That's yeah. a, I think that's what we all want, to be available to be used by the hand of the Lord. For yep. I heard a preacher one time say, the kingdom of God, when it comes into a room, brings solutions to people's problems. Yep. And if people's problems around you are not getting solutions and getting fixed, then we need to cry out, kingdom of God, come in my heart, in yep. my life. There was a time my my uh, my daughter uh, she it's been a few years ago my oldest daughter her ovary had twisted and I was so ignorant I didn't even know how to pray you know and I told her I said what well, do you believe he can fix you you know I mean I was totally ignorant of of anything and and just the way that I handled that was just. Yeah, it was Greg Carwell, I can just tell you. I mean, it was terrible. Uh, so, uh, but the Lord did, he took care of her. And uh, she had, never, all the surgery went, I mean, everything's fine. But I just look back at that and how I handled and and how unprepared and unaware and lack of knowledge in all the places that I was at when my, when my daughter needed me. <laughs> You know, so uh, this is to the dads out there, man. Uh, you know, we want to protect our kids. Well, God's our only protection. And if we don't have that source, that connection with him, we can, there's only so much we can do through our hands and our knuckles. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, uh, we, need, we need the Father. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Man. And... um we 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 have the calling we have the mission to arise at this hour and i think that's one of the things that he's been doing is he's been raising up dads he's been raising up men of god he's been raising up guys who are prepared who are equipped 
and who are taking and filling in the gap. Um, because we are the watchmen on our wall. We have been tasked with the responsibility to the greatest and the most upright and the most humbling responsibility to raise young men and women of God. And if he has entrusted children with you, there are arrows in your quiver that you're going to fire out into the earth, the Scripture says. And we're raising up missionaries. We're raising up doctors. We're raising up trade people. We're raising up preachers. We're raising up lawyers. We're raising up all kind of different men and women of God that's going to be called into every field. But their careers is not the most important thing. It's what they're packing to their careers, and that is the glory of God. We do not need everybody to be preachers. We do not need everybody to be worship leaders. What we need is everybody to be filled with the glory of God and the power of God, packing him wherever they go into every field. And I want to say this to the dads out there that may not got it right or may not be getting it right right now. It ain't too late. God still sees you where you are, and God can still use you. So even though you may not be getting it right now, just keep pressing on and keep pressing towards him because mm. he will pull you through. I'm living proof of that. Yeah. Uh, Josh Newton says this. Excellent. I love this word. God keeps laying it on my heart this morning that all of us are called to be a light. All I can think about is the darkest place in the world is a cave. If you take a space the size of a football field in a cave and one person lights a lighter, you could see it from everywhere in there. Now, if you take six people lighting a lighter, you'll be able to see a lot better. Now, take six people with torches, you will light the whole place. So let's light our torch for the Lord and change the world for the glory of God. Amen, Brother Josh. Preach. Preach, Brother Josh. Preach. I love that. Miss Gail says, Joy is the name of the game. Jesus' love and sacrifice will fill you up to overflow. You have to share or you will explode. Amen. Well, that's good stuff. I love what the Lord is doing this morning. Josh, that was an excellent word. I love that. Um, that, that, that I felt the Spirit of God on that. What if we all just light our torches and let them burn? We'll light up the world for the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to get back here after the break with more on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we are back this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is a day that anything is possible. We're all living for the glory of God, and that is our heart's desires, that we would please Him and that we would show Jesus to a lost and dying world. Amen. And so what a, I always love some, Todd Mingus got me stirred up with some quotes this morning on, um, on this, and we were talking about some things with quotes and prayer and everything like that. And I just want to encourage people, if you've never read, there's two guys I believe you should read some stuff in. Um, if you're wanting, like, A.W. Tozer, I was telling Hannah this other day, I think I think every Christian should read Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer. It's not a big book. It's only about 150, 200 pages. So um, I know everybody reads at their own speed. If you can sit down and devote yourself a couple hours, you could probably knock that book out. It's pretty good, but you shouldn't read it two hours. You should just take a chapter a day for a few weeks and just read through it. Um, it's awesome. It talks about the attributes of God, but he discusses how our knowledge and who he is of knowing God is one of the most important things we could ever give our children, but also give ourselves in this generation. But then if you've never read anything on E.M. Bounds and prayer, um, he has some prolific writing on prayer and does an extraordinary job on prayer. And so it's good stuff. Um, those are two definitely great guys. Here's one quote by E.M. Bounds. Um, I just want to read it. Is that okay? And then, uh, what the church needs today is, all right, so what the church needs today is not more machinery or better, not new organizations or more novel methods. 
but men whom the Holy Ghost can use. Men of prayer, men mighty in prayer. The Holy Ghost does not flow, flow through methods, but through men. He does not come on machinery, but on men. He does not appoint, anoint plans, but men, men of prayer. And I do not think that means exclusive just to men, but he's just trying to get us to understand that it's not plans that he anoints, it's men. And it's not, God's not looking for better methods, better church organizations, better programs. God's looking for better men and women who are giving themselves to prayer, giving themselves to communion, giving themselves to being conformed in the image of the Son. That's what the earth is desperate for. Romans says the earth is crying out for the manifestations of the sons of God. Who are the sons of God? The body. The earth itself is crying out for the, the body of Christ to actually arise and be the body of Christ. And it's time that we do. Amen? Amen. So that's just a little taste of how Ebel writes. Um, he has one prayer you can order about anywhere. It's seven books in one. Yeah. And it's not very expensive. It's pretty cheap. And... Um, it's on my shelf, and uh, several A.W. Tozer books are on my shelf. But I'm telling you, the guys, dead guys just wrote different to me. They thought differently. They processed things differently. I think that's one of the reasons I would have loved to live in 150 years ago or whatever it is. Well, I mean, A.W. Tozer was 50 years or so ago. I think maybe 1950s he pastored in Chicago. But um, he just thought differently. And I feel like today we are so TikTok-driven and Facebook-short-driven of – if we don't get it in three minutes, three minutes, we're going to pass on to the next thing. And um, if you ever heard me preach, um, it's not three minutes. <laughs> Jason, Jason picks on me all the time by the length of my sermons. I'm like an outcast in that sense. Like I've never had TikTok. I've I my, I can't like watch too many reels, or I start to get like. I just don't really like them. Now I will occasionally if they pop up on Facebook, but I'm glad that I don't have that like. I don't have that desire, I guess, because I've seen how it really does like harm people's attention span sure. a lot. Um, and so I think that they can be used for good, for sure. I mean, people are using them for the glory of God. But as as what you're talking about, like the fast, like the microwave culture, like I want it now. Like yeah. I want it, I want to learn it in three minutes. Yeah. I want to only spend two minutes doing a study and I want the rest of my day to do whatever. Like, um, I think it's that part. Can we need to be cautious of that? Yep. Yeah. I was speaking at a event one time, and it was a formal event. So, at a formal event like that, it wasn't a church service; it was some other way. And um, I was speaking, and at first they gave me twenty five minutes, and then I got a call back and said, "Do you think you could do it?" And I think it was like fifteen minutes. I'm like, I can try. And then I get a call back and. They lowered me to like, some reason it was like nine minutes. It was a really weird number. By the time I went up to speak, they had me down to four minutes because of other things in the program that was going too long. And this was supposed to be like, the actual speech was supposed to be the center part of it. And I said, with all due respect, I don't even know if I can intro in four minutes. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, and. Uh, this is Aaron Wilson. Uh, and so. Do you know day. who you're talking to? And so, like, and I, it's not a pride thing. It's not like I need yeah. a lot of time. But here's what happens. We do the same thing with our life. Yeah. All right. I want to keep everything else here. And I want to give everything else a lot of time. But then when it comes to the word, mm -hmm. uh, do you think you could give me the word in three minutes and change my life? Yeah. What? You know, give John Piper wrote a book called Think. And Think, his postulation, what he said in that book was this. 
that we need to learn to think for the glory of God. Well, and I said this, God and uh, the world are both trying to recover. God is trying to recover your mind and the world is trying to keep your mind because the world has your mind from the beginning and the Lord is trying to recover and and that's where we battle. We don't uh, we battle not against flesh and blood but powers and principalities in higher places. That is that is in the spiritual realm that is our mindsets in the way that we think. Yeah, uh, I explained to my kids a spirit my best explanation of what a spirit is. And uh, uh, I explained to them as a spirit is a mindset. If you have a spirit of evil, you have an evil way of thinking. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have a holy way of thinking. And and that's my best description of what a spirit is to them. And if we can, uh, if we can pertain that to these different situations that come, is this, is this way of thinking that's taking place in my brain right now, is this the way the Lord would have me think or is this the way the world will have me think? Mm-hmm. You know, if we can filter through that, that is taking every thought captive and and lining it up with the Word of God. The good things come from above. And, uh, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, we got about 18 minutes left this morning. Here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. And before we continue forth, I do want to run across a few more announcements. I want to reiterate for those who were not on with us the first broadcast. Do not forget that Clarkson Communities um, VBS begins next Wednesday, and that will run Wednesday through Saturday. Our VBS is August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. If you guys out there, whether it's Highsville, Owensboro, Litchfield, Hardinsburg, I don't know, wherever it's at, you church has VBS still this summer. Get us the information. You can text me at 270-230-6337. We want to be a source of the community to get you all the information um, out to anybody that would love to send their kids to a VBS. Um, and then uh, July 27th is the next man up. It will be here at Bethel Fellowship. We hope we'll have weather pending. It will be at the lake in the back, and we're going to be able to fish, have fun, do cornhole, have a cookout, and have some campfire worship. And Todd Mingus is going to be giving the testimony that night. It's going to be really good. Can't wait for that. And we're just excited for all that God has done, is doing, and is about to do. If you have a middle school, seventh grade and under for us um, age group, and your kid is interested in becoming part of Bethel Christian Academy, again, call the office at 270-257-8330. We would love to get you more information on that. Um, we believe in a biblical worldview, and we believe in Christian education here at Bethel. Um, and so we just, we're just we excited for that, and we're excited for the upcoming school year. And so I just wanted to reiterate those announcements. Again, that's 270-257-8330 if you want to have more information concerning Bethel Christian Academy. And so... And then again, uh, Bishop Lance Johnston yes. will be at Madrid on Sunday, at starting at Sunday night at 6 p.m. Amen. Um, and then there's one more announcement we added on here. Um, this is actually will be taking place during our VBS, but for anyone, you know, in the community that um, that wants to attend this, there it'll be in Grayson County um, in Litchfield. The Greater Vision uh, concert, it will have... Um, a gospel group and 
greater vision and it will have some opening groups too it says dennis from dennis cook from first baptist church worship leader and then the grayson county high school men's choir will be singing as well um and that's friday august 4th um from 6 to 8 p.m so they wanted us to get the word out there about that Amen. And if you all have any other announcements you want to ask, I mean, get us to get you going. 270-230-6337 is my number to text. You can call the studio at 270-257-2689. And so we're just excited for what God's doing in the earth. Um, I have a young man that I have started to be around a little bit more and what God's stirring in that young man's heart's just, it's so refreshing to see young people being stirred. It's really refreshing. Um, Greg, can you sing? <laughs> to myself. Well, I just wondered. Yeah, I I don't know. I can't sing either. I wish. I, I think could. we had this conversation once before. I feel like we have too. Yeah. Um, but, but I would like to. I would know. love to sing. But, um, but I feel like God's raising up so many people to do things. Yeah. And, um, in the body of Christ, and this is not a Bethel thing. This is the body of Christ thing. Let me just stress that. Yeah. Because I don't care where you go to church at, wherever you go to church at, there's room, I'm sure, to be plugged in somehow, somewhere. Yeah. And um, get yourself plugged in. Do not let yourself be a spectator. Be a participator. I, You are not there on Sunday mornings just to watch the entertainment and be entertained by the pastor and the worship team. You are there to engage. And what Sunday morning does is it prepares us for Monday, it prepares us for Tuesday, it prepares us for Wednesday, it prepares us for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so that we shall be the body of Christ doing the ministry of the gospel, ministry of the church, and we are all called to the ministry. The pastor is not the one actually called to do the ministry. The pastor is the one called to equip you to do the work of the ministry. And we are all called to be participators, not spectators, and it's time that we rise up as the body of Christ. So this weekend... When you go to church, when you go to the service, your home church, wherever it's at, go up to your pastor and say, Pastor, what can I do? What can I do to help? You you may not be able to give 20 hours to the church a week. That's not what I'm talking about. But you may be able to bring snacks to Sunday school. Or you may be able to help clean this church on Wednesday night. Or you may be able to be responsible to turn the lights out and make sure everything's locked up. You never know. People say, well, that's nothing. That is a big deal because whatever we do, we do for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Yep. And so, Greg, you just you going to say something, I thought. Uh, well, I was just, you know, if Sunday is the only time that you, uh, uh, you know, are in the Word, as uh, whenever the preachers preaching or the singers are singing i'd encourage you to cut out some more time through the week and whenever you do assemble on sundays or wednesdays it's going to be more you know it's 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 gonna uh, do not forsake assembly yourselves together for as such days see i don't remember all the words but any which way what i'm saying is have your stuff together when you get there. That way you can pour into the the service that's there. So if you're there and you're there to worship the Lord, he inhabits the praises of his people. So the more people there to praise, <laughs> the more habitation. You see what I'm saying? So if we, if we have our stuff, uh, if we can be geared up, uh, have our armor on every day, Instead of just waiting to to get 
you know, we get fueled up on Sunday. By Monday or Tuesday, we're already we're already out of fuel again. So we we get a, a recharge on Wednesday, and then by the time Sunday, we're dragging in there, beat down and and everything. Well, he gives us this our daily bread if we can take it, and then when we show up on these services, we can contribute by praising and worshiping and and contributing our praise and our worship. Amen. Yeah. Yep. It is in Hebrews, and it's not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, Hebrews 10, 25, yeah. but exhorting one another and so much the more. And it continues forth a little bit, um, and it will, <clears throat> let me see here, for, um, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day mm. approaching. But if you back up to verse 24, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, because when we assemble together, we are provoking one another to good works. We are stretching each other. Iron sharpens iron, and we are trying to undergird and quip <laughs> and provoke and, yeah. and encourage each other. And I know one of the things for me on Sunday mornings is, you know, Sunday mornings for leaders and pastors and stuff like it can get a little crazy it can get a little busy and um you can get a little bit like chaos sometimes it feels like you're just running around everywhere trying to figure everything out yeah. but what i do leave on sunday mornings is encouraged yeah um and i think that's what should happen with the body of christ is that yeah. we are encouraged and um we leave the body we leave the sunday morning assembly we leave the sunday morning gathering yes encouraged provoked compelled let's go take on hell with a squirt gun let's go pray for every sick person in the hospital let's go tell every waitress there is about jesus and leave them a thousand dollar tip like you're just doing all this like it's just in your gut yeah and that's the important thing now we've got to learn to sustain that throughout the week sustain it yeah and uh and so but we cannot forsake it and And dying to ourself is so crucial to doing that yeah um, is it okay if I read something real quick? I guess so. We have a few more minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah I guess so. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just think that this is so needed, right? Like the, these words are what what is um, so the encouragement and the what these words are saying is so needed to understand right now. Um, but so this is Nate Johnston, um, his page but he he um, gave a word that says there are many right now that are feeling tired and disillusioned in their faith. I had a dream where I saw people laying down their torches on the ground because they became too weak to carry them any longer. But I was walking around placing these torches back into their hands and speaking strength into them. Then I heard, don't lay the torches down, tell them to lay down instead. The strategy of the enemy has been to wear you out, but as you lay down in the presence of God, you will be refreshed and re-strengthened. This is why it has been so hard to stay focused lately, because the enemy wants you tired and weary. But today it shifts. Today get back your strength. And I just love I love that don't lay your, your torch down. Lay yourself down. Yeah. Lay yourself down instead. And as we die to ourself, that's where our strength is, because we start to... Every, just like Greg said, anything good in us is from from the Lord. Yeah. We start to draw from that deep well, that refreshing well that only comes from Jesus and renewing our mind and dying to ourselves every single day. Yeah, the thing that we're battling against, the thing that's come against us. You know, don't try to carry it. Give it to the Lord. Let Him carry it. Let Him do it. And die Amen. to yourself, you know, and trust Him. 
and 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 whatever this thing that you're worried about whatever this thing that's bringing you anxiety whatever this thing is bringing you anger give to the lord and and be honest with it say lord this is how i feel about this this is the way i'm thinking about this right now help me you know i i have this feeling about this i have this feeling about that i don't want this to happen this way i don't want this to happen this way just give it to the lord whatever that is just be mm. real and be honest and give it to him and he will he will meet you there amen ow i just hit my finger on the soundboard uh that hurt really bad and i'm in the producing room this week mariah's out and um and so and i just broke my finger on the soundboard i'm probably the only one's gonna go to the hospital and say how did you break your finger just broke it on the soundboard um no i'm just kidding i'm not going but um god has been really good and um and i do love what nate was saying there mr johnson was saying on that and um spending time with him just waking up being renewed by that just gazing into his beautiful eyes meditating on the glory of god um you know one times we were have you ever just laid in bed and just kind of started to think about the fact that god is infinite he has no beginning he has no end there's no there's no beginning like iris our 12 year old daughter she was kind of like so when was god born he wasn't what like you know (laughs) it's just trying to figure that out like but we have a God that's infinite. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is yeah. the beginning. He wasn't just, he wasn't, he wasn't the one who began at the beginning. He was already there in the beginning. So before the beginning, Always God was. was. Is he the is truth. the Alpha and Omega. The truth. And so to sit there and just ponder on him, to meditate on him, um, it is the most utmost important. And I just say it like this, we are all called to be a theologian. Now people say, well, I know, I don't know nothing about that theology stuff. All theology is is studying who God is. And if you study who he is and get in his word, then you are becoming a theologian. And we're all called to be a theologian as the body of Christ because we're all called to know who he is. What would Go it be, and learn of me. Who would, what would it be like to have a dad you never know? Like, And we feel that. Like, There's been yeah. people listening to me right now that knows what that feeling is to have a dad, but you never know him. And you may never even met him, or maybe you've met him, or maybe he lives in the house with you, but you really don't know him because he never talks to you, and you never talk to him. That is what we do so often with God. We get born again, but yet we don't ever really talk to him. And then we wonder why our life's a mess. Life's chaotic. We're still in sin. It's because we don't spend time with Dad. That's good, because he's living in our house, our temple. We are the temple yep. that he lives in now. But I like that, living in the house but not talking. Um, it never works. And remember that one night um, we were at prayer, and really the Lord just kind of like, the Lord showed me a person on the like a bank of a pond with rocks, skipping rocks. And it was a little boy with his dad. And I just felt like the Spirit of the Lord was saying that, hey, guys, just come and hang out with me. Come skip rocks with me. You know, and um, Greg, have you ever skipped rocks with your kids? Oh, yeah. Isn't it? It's just, it, I don't know. There's something refreshing. There's something peaceful. There's something fun about it. Just skipping rocks across the water. Yep. And I believe that's what the Father's trying to get us to do. Just come skip rocks with them. Come spend time with them. Come learn of who he is. Come come and grab a stone and just skip it across the pond. Yeah. And... um and I think there's that invitation for relationship. There's an invitation for communion. And there's an invitation to, to, to know dad. Not to know him as there is a reverence. There is a fear. There is all of that. But to know him as Abba. And I think it's, I think it's an incredible opportunity. Yeah. And, it's a, and that's what the gospel is. The gospel made a way for us to know him as Abba. Amen. That 
you know, the uh, our whole purpose is to allow His glory to shine through us because we can't do it ourselves. If there's anything that's being done, it's His glory that is being revealed in us. Yeah. This is why we this, this victory that we live in. This is the crown that we're going to lay at His feet at one day. We're going to lay our victory down at His feet because we're walking in His victory. The crown that we carry is His crown. And when we return to Him, we're going to lay our crown at His feet. He gets all glory. He deserves all glory. Amen. Well, we are about out of time this morning. We're going to um, get ready to make room for Brother Ernie's program. I don't think Brother Ernie will be with us this morning. Um, Josh Milburn's going to be doing his program. Brother Ernie is improving. We saw him yesterday. Oh, good. Uh, he, did look, he did look really good, and um, he seems to be doing a lot better. But um, be in prayer for him still continuing. We're heading out for this morning, getting ready to make room for Josh to come in the studio and do a jo- Ernie's program. But we love you guys so much. Ten seconds, final word from anybody. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. We'll be back tomorrow Go on 7 a.m. Central Time on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.